Ohio Gozaimas. Welcome everybody to the first CADcast from Tokyo and New York. I'm your host GBD and I'm here in Tokyo. Very exciting. And I'm Wombat5277 and I'm in New York City as always in the same studio as always, but it's very dark and lonely. <laughs> this is pretty amazing that we're able to do this and very exciting I think too. Yes, I think we should just right off the bat thank the fine folks at Skype for uh, inventing software that lets us do this. Right. Well, actually, eBay is going to be our new masters now since they just bought Skype. But uh, enough about that. Everybody, I think, wants to just talk about the Tokyo Game Show. And I was uh, lucky enough to be able to attend uh, on the Press and Industry Day yesterday. When did you become um, Press and so Industry? We got a l yeah, that's what I am, Press and Industry. Who knew? Who knew? Um, so we have a lot to talk about, I guess. Uh, the first thing I think that we should talk about are the two keynote addresses uh, that led off the show. Uh, first up was Robbie Bach from, from Microsoft, and he was talking all about the Xbox 360 and basically trying to sell the Xbox 360 to uh, the Japanese uh, press and uh, industry, the, the development industry. Which we discussed um, as, in uh, CADcast 4. Uh, four the or three? Three or four. You think One I of those. Who can, who can keep track of those There's so many. Who can keep track? So, but as we discussed in the past on whether or not this is even a viable market for the Xbox, but I'm interrupting. Go ahead, Mr. D. Yeah, um, basically, you know, as we know, the first Xbox did very, very poorly in Japan. And Microsoft has really said this time around they're dedicated to making it succeed in Japan. And this... This, uh, this speech was all about what they're going to do to make it's that happen. It's a shame happen. their new controller doesn't look like a penis. <laughs> right. Um, so basically they outlined all the stuff that we basically already know that the Xbox 360 will be able to act as like a media center in your home where you can stream music and video uh, through your home entertainment system and how Xbox uh, this time around is going to have the support of of all the big Japanese developers and get those big uh, Japanese franchises that uh, will supposedly move systems in Japan, like Dragon uh, Warrior, whatever that's Capcom called. Capcom <laughs> Konami. All these guys that, uh, that uh, apparently make games that Japanese gamers are in, uh, interested in, unlike uh, their first attempt, which apparently no uh, Japanese gamers were interested in. Um, but nothing new was revealed. Didn't uh, they just one reporter ask him... Uh, how do American gamers tell the difference between all the first-person shooters? Wasn't that a question? I read that somewhere. Um, he he no he did I don't know he did talk about how first-person shooters were big there and how big in the U.S. and not necessarily in Japan. But um, there was nothing new revealed. I mean, we basically saw you know we didn't learn see any new games or anything. We saw like a, a, a like a montage of trailers of games, but uh, nothing that exciting. I think. Um, you know, the, the Japanese audience was very polite and they applauded at the end and, you know, nobody booed or anything like that. But, um, I, I you I know, certainly in Japanese culture were offensive. What's that? I thought applause in Japanese culture were offensive. <laughs> no, no. Um, but it was, you know, it certainly didn't rock the house with anything. Uh, there, there wasn't really like an air of, of excitement in the room. Uh, it was basically, you know, it was like a normal press conference, you know, sort of ho-hum, in my opinion, I think, and probably most of the people in attendance there. Um, but that was, 
his his uh, speech was quickly followed uh, with yeah, Itawa-san's speech, for, uh, the president of Nintendo. And this was, of course, the big Revolution Controller announcement. The Revolution um, Controller? What is that? Well, everybody knows by now. But he he started off the speech with sort of like a, a backgrounder, um, which was, I thought, really interesting because... He was talking about the success of the DS in Japan and in you in the in North America as well, and how it its success is based upon the fact that it's it was sort of revolutionary in in its design and how you actually play the games. You know, it, it differs from your there, standard right controller, right obviously, in that it has the touch screen uh, and the microphone, and that allows for some unique uh, play. It's, uh, it's not sessions. that it's not that it's so revolutionary. I'll disagree right with him right away because why not? Okay. It's just it's just that the games are good. They're good, fun games. It's not the peripheral they, that makes the game great. Okay, but in 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 his speech, he talks about maybe revolutionary wasn't the right word, but because of the the input scheme, that it can appeal to a much broader audience than just your typical. You know, D-pad and buttons, or you know, analog stick and buttons. Um, people see something like you know, a game like Nintendogs, and it's sort of like a simpler type game with a unique control system uh, that appeals to a very broad audience. And he went on to talk and to I give don't know a lot about of broad as much as it is different. Well, broad, uh, and I don't, <laughs> no pun intended, but a female audience as well. Very and much he so, went on, including he Mrs. Wombat. Yes, and he went on to show a lot of graphs and charts about how Nintendogs and their their special touch series of games in Japan. I think it's called touch series, where they have like these brain these brain games, brain yeah, training games. Yeah, I read about games. that in EGM with uh, an interview with uh, Miramoto, how his his father loves those games. Right, and he went and showed a bunch of graphs about how these games are selling extremely well in Japan and that they're moving systems uh, as well. People are picking up uh, DSs with them. Uh, and not only that... And on a side note, Medios is awesome. Okay, right. Well, that's not one of the examples that he was, he was sort of talking about. He was really talking about these brain teaser games and Nintendogs. And not only do they sell... There. What's that? Electroplankton. Right, they didn't even talk about that either. That's not even one of them. It's it's none of these games that we probably even know about here. It's like these, they're like, sort of like math and learning type games. But they they use the stylus and and microphone and it, they're just sort of unique games that that appeal to a wide audience. And he said that not only do these games sell s systems, but in contrast to most games, they sell very well. You know, even weeks after they come out, uh, due to word of mouth and the fact that you know people are picking up systems with them. Typically, this is not the case, and after the first week or two, most game sales drop really dramatically. Um, but this has not been the case with these types of games. Uh, in fact, they've some of them have even sold better weeks and weeks after the launch. That's great. I mean, it's pretty great. crazy. If they come out here, I'd be interested to see how they. How they would they sell? They would be, take a lot of translation, I know. But uh, they, pro they they probably will. Uh, they'll probably give it a shot just because there's there was such a big success in Japan, um, and basically his whole speech revolved around 
around like what I just talked about, and also that you know the gaming industry right now seems to be focused on you know making the graphics better um, and making the controller um, you know has the controllers have a lot of buttons and the games are getting more complex and they're getting more photorealistic and sure that this this can appeal to like the core gamer. But is is this type of are these types of games and this type this types of uh, in, uh, technological advancements is this going to open up the gaming audience to a larger uh, to a larger market? And he says no, that this will you know ma- will isolate uh, people who have stopped playing video games or who have never really played video games before. But at the same time, is he now isolating the core gamer? Well, he he mentioned that as well, and he 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 recognizes that, and he says. We can have both. We can have, you know, those really involved uh, RPG games and, you know, everything, you know, your normal games that appear to appear, uh, appeal to the hardcore gamer, uh, but also have simpler games that uh, more pick up and play games that will appeal to anybody who people who have never even played games before. And then this segued very nicely into the whole uh, Revolution Controller unveiling. And he talks about how, you know, this, you know, it looks like a TV. I'm sure everybody has seen it right now. It's, it's a two-part controller. It, half of it looks like a, a television remote, and the other half is basically just like an analog nub <laughs> that you hold in your other hand. Yeah, you said um, nub. <laughs> nub. Nubbins. Um, and he says that, you know, this was done on purpose, this whole TV remote uh, design, because you can just, you know, everybody knows how to use a TV remote. You know, even your grandma knows how to use a TV remote, um, and your grandma is not intimidated by a TV remote. It looks like a um, phaser from Star Trek to me. Right, but if you had that on your on your coffee table, you know, and at first glance you would say, "Oh, that you know that controls the TV." But it don't you doesn't. think? But it doesn't. It controls the revolution, and from the video that they showed at the at the uh, at the event, you know, it it really looks. Pretty amazing. I was very impressed with it, and and of course it's going to all be about the games. Um, right now, it's just sort of we're talk. all some of us. We're yeah, we're basking in the talk. glow. There's no it's there all, are no games to be seen. Right. There's no revolution really right now. It's you know there's just the controller, um, and even that will probably change uh, between now and whenever it's released. Hopefully, it won't um, but be, he, uh, it looks a little too Apple to me. Because <laughs> it's white. Well, um, you saw all the different colors. They're gonna have they a million, are, they you know, do, like, yeah, they did show a bunch the of different colors. colors. The, the highlighting of you know the white with the gray. It just seems very Apple to me. Yeah, yeah. But they showed. You know, we'll we'll see. I mean, but I wouldn't. Then again, I get, be it really does. I guess that, that goes with their whole. You know, that new audience they're striving for is you know the iPod yes. buyer, the iPod generation. Yes, the iPod is successful in Japan, unlike most uh, American <laughs> electronics, but. Um, I think, you know, what was really interesting about his speech, it made me think a lot about when the DS uh, at E3 uh, two years ago, when the, it was all about the DS versus the PSP, and people are like, you know, a lot of the critics of the DS were like, wow, this thing is pretty low tech compared to the PSP. And I was definitely one of those people, you know, especially after waiting on like a really long line to get to see the DS and I'm like, this is what I waited in line for an hour and a half for. Uh, when I, you know, compared to the PSP, it looked like, like a toy, I guess, in terms of like the graphics and and audio capabilities. 
but now, you know, we see how successful the DS has been uh, in North America and Japan, and I'm thinking, hey, you know, these guys probably know what they're talking about. It, I was, you know, I was, as you know, uh, with a PSP buyer of launch day, and I didn't mm-hmm. have a DS at the time. And I was also intent on thinking that the PSP, just because of those sharper graphics, was going to be the better gaming system. Mm-hmm. And right now, I would say that today, the DS is far and away a better gaming system than the PSP. Yeah, I mean, that could very well be true, and I, you know, I was Who knows definitely... what the future may hold, but right now the games on the PSP, well, they blow. <laughs> well, we'll get, we'll get to that later, because I had a chance to play a bunch of upcoming PSP games. Um, but I definitely was, you know, I really, <laughs> I really think I have a lot of faith in Nintendo now after... I was, you know, basically totally wrong about the DS. Um, As was I, so, hence my reservations on making fun of this new controller and my love of the GameCube. Yeah, I mean, I think it just really opens up a lot of uh, doors to new types of games that can come out. I mean, I could just imagine the types of music games that are going to come out. Um, even first-person shooters are going to be like a whole new experience uh, with this controller. Excuse me, because you can aim with the remote thingy. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I think it's really exciting, and I think definitely it was the highlight of the show, even though it's not on the show floor, and Nintendo doesn't even have a presence at the show. Um, just the unveiling, I think, was the most exciting thing, um, even with all the Xbox 360 the... stuff on display. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good in person. Well, I just got, I was all the way in the back, because it took me a while to, f- oh, to figure out. Oh, you were in the, I'm pretending to be press seats. No, no, no. I'm in the, I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go for the press conference area, and I got there kind of late. Uh, I mean, I actually, I, I caught the whole Nintendo press conference, but I only caught like the last uh, 20, 30 minutes of the Microsoft one. Nice. Um, so on that note, I think we should move on to the Xbox 360, because they by far had the biggest presence at the show. Did you um, get to play anything? I played Everything that they had, pretty much every game that they had on display, I was uh, able to play. That's a loaded question because I know the answer. I actually have right, to type that list, list of games you played in front of me. That's so right. We'll, we'll do this. We'll have some fun. I will give you a game title, and you will tell me your hands-on impressions. Yes. Ready? Yes, I am ready. For those playing at home, you can uh, write this down for future reference. Uh, Call of Duty 2. Call of Duty 2, you know... It looks like the PC version of these World War II games. So That's you're gonna, not a bad thing. You know, it's it's not a bad thing, not but bad it's thing. not like a super exciting thing. I mean, it's, you know, well, okay, uh, now well, I'm playing PC quality about, uh, games. While we're talking about controllers, how, is yeah. the, how does the Xbox 360... <laughs> oh, excuse Woo! me. Bless how you. does the Xbox 360 controller feel? That was actually the best part, I think, about all the stuff, Xbox 360 stuff on display. The controller is really lightweight, and it feels really nice in your hands. Um, I liked it a that lot. That sounded dirty. What's No, come on. Only to you. Um, yeah. that, was, that was a highlight of the Xbox 360, I think. The controller is, is solid and light, and uh, that's, that's going to be good. Um, but Call of Duty... You know, it's like it plays like a PC. It looks like a PC quality graphic 
World War first II person first shooter. person shooter. Got yeah, it. so if, if you're really excited about that, then I guess you can be excited about Call of Duty too. If you're not, then there you go. <laughs> okay, well, enough about that. Let's talk about uh, maybe a game involving mechs, Chrome Hounds. Yes, Chrome Hounds. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called uh, in the U.S. when it gets released, because it's a pretty weird name. Um, but this is a, a, a mech game uh, from from Software, which from, is a, from a, a well-known developer. From Software is the name of the developer. They make Armored Core, uh, and I think they make Otogi, too. Um, but this game looked really... The gra graphically, this game was really, really sharp. Um, you control these big, lumbering mechs, and they move pretty slowly, but the mechs look awesome. The landscapes... In the in the version, the maps that I was able to see and play, they were a little barren, but the you know graphically they were they were looked really nice. I, I'm I wanted to see like what a city uh, landscape would look like with with buildings and stuff because most of these were like I, I saw I played on a snow a snow uh, snowy mountain and like a grassy plain. Um, they were sort of barren, but you know they looked really cool, getting blown up with like the big rockets firing and the machine guns ripping up the ground and stuff, and the water shooting up everywhere. Um, so this is going to be like an like a multiplayer, uh, not unlike Mech Assault, but much much slower, it seems. Oh, Mech Assault, but slower. Slower, yeah. It was. Take my sixty bucks now. Yeah, I know, I know. So once again, nothing like super exciting, but. You know, the graphics look good. How were the load times? Did you have to, like, actually sit through any type of load times when you were uh, playing these um, demos? They were okay. I don't... They I, they were... For, so far, they were negligible. Um, And I really... You know, it, it's not sort of fair to, to talk about the load times because... No, it's not. They, they're they demos. Got it's not the real game. But, you know, exactly, it never exactly. hurts to ask. Right. Uh, they, they weren't nothing, anything that I seemed to be a problem, I think, at this point. That's good to know. Dead Rising. Dead Rising is the basically like playing Dawn of the Dead. I would say, um, Lots of you're, you know, it's got a it's a zombie fighting game, third person zombie fighting game, um, sort of a cross between Resident Evil and like a beat 'em up, like a Streets of Rage type of game. Sounds good. Um, How's it look? It looks pretty good, um, but not awesome. It's not gonna blow you away. Now, is this it the looks, game where there's supposed to be like a hundred zombies on screen at the same yes, time? Yes, this is the game. Um, you it looks, you know, that? it's like Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it's like playing Dawn of the Dead. That's the best analogy that I can give. Did you see a hundred um, zombies on screen at the same time? There were a lot of zombies on screen. I don't know if there were a hundred. Um, it was, uh, you know, that's it's really, nothing. You know, if, if the Xbox 360 does one thing, and I, you know, I think... He, OXM and EGM both had little blurbs saying the same thing, that this may be the cliche of the next generation, and this also will lead into the next game. The thing that, and I think it would just be pretty sweet, you know, the ne our, the next bullet time, so to speak, would be a hundred characters fighting on screen at the same time. That would be pretty awesome. And, yes, and, and, I and I think that leads right into Dynasty Warriors 4 for the 360. Is it going to yeah, be possible? Not with that game. That game blue chunks hard. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like Dynasty Warriors 4 for the PS2 with slightly better textures Boo. and slight, slight, slightly better um, visibility, you know, draw distance. Because isn't that really um, what, we would, what we want, especially in a Dynasty Warrior game? You know, you're the guy and all of a sudden there's 
100, 200, uh, you know, pale right. purple outfitted foot soldiers coming at you? Well, there's a game called 99 Nights, which is basically like exactly what you talked about. It's a Dynasty Warriors clone, um, but the graphics were far superior and uh, than, than the Dynasty Warriors game that they had on display. And how did that it game play? had it played just like Dynasty Warriors. Okay. So if you like playing Dynasty Warriors, then you'll probably like this. But if playing another Dynasty Warriors game isn't going to excite you, then this probably isn't going to do it either. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of people on, a lot of enemies on screen. The graphics were quite good, and the draw distances were quite good as well. But it's Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Uh, it's a Dynasty Warriors clone. So if that doesn't do it for you, it ain't going to do it for you. Gotcha. I understand. Um, and yeah. Cameo? Cameo. I got a chance to play Cameo. Rare's Masterpiece? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Masterpiece is, a, big is a pretty strong word. The level that they had on display, you know, I've seen like a, a bunch of videos of it and some of the some of the videos show like these big open fields with look like a huge battles going on, right? Have you seen those? Yes. I mean, it looks like, you know, it looks like a, like a big war going on. The level that they had on display, you know, looked like you're like sort of a basic platformer um you know you can like morph into different animals and stuff but it looked like a platformer and it played and I like think, a platformer and it played like a platformer so i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on with this game i was waiting for like these epic battles and you know i'm rolling around a you know i'm rolling around a screen like i'm playing uh sonic you know knocking into things and gotcha. nothing new you know, Nothing new, and, and you know, graphically, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that this couldn't this game couldn't have been on Xbox. You know, it it, mm. it looked pretty, Ouch. but I don't know. I don't well, know how next gen uh, it is. Let's go and lump the driving games together. There was Need okay. for Speed Most Wanted, Ridge Racer Six, and Test Drive Unlimited. Okay, uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, I think, is the most promising out of those three. Um, I but like you know Need what? For speed games. Yeah, it was it was sort of fun, and the, I got to play like the chase mode where like the cops are just trying to take you out the whole time, um, and it was sort of fun. But I'll tell you, the lack of speed, uh, especially compared to Burnout, Burnout, you know, Burnout Three or Burnout, Burnout Revenge. Revenge, go buy it. Um, Burnout Revenge, we'll play it was online. very noticeable the lack of speed, and that. You know, it's hard to get excited about about a game like that when, you know, I think the, the sense of speed is sort of crucial to a racing game. Well, that's, Don't you that's agree? That's the most important thing, I think, in a, is the sense of speed. I mean, without it, what do you have? What do you have? So while have it was sort Kart. of... You know, yeah, Mario Kart. So graphically, the game looked good, but that sense of speed was definitely uh, lacking, in my opinion. And uh, what else? We have Ridge Racer 6. I mean, that's really nothing to get excited about. I mean, not I've, only I've do you I've never not, liked a Ridge Racer game. It's just, it's just sort of weak in my opinion. I mean, it doesn't seem any different than any of the other Ridge Racer games. The car doesn't handle... I mean, it, it, it doesn't handle like a car at all. I don't know what that thing was. It's like, a, it's like handling like a bobsled or something more, more than a car. Um... And graphically, the game was okay, but it's not up to uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted or or Burnout, in my opinion. Uh, I think Burnout looks better. 
Interesting. And and Test Drive Unlimited, I didn't play that game. I just watched it. And the reason I didn't play it was because after watching people play it, I didn't even I didn't even want to try it. Uh, it looked very choppy. Um, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Wow. It was. Uh, it didn't. The frame rate was really. Uh, it's got a ways to go on that one. Well, you know, so, we talked about it. You know, in one of the previous casts about you know launch games and how important they really are. So, well, you know, maybe you just maybe you know, yeah. You know. It probably doesn't matter, but you know, these are all my impressions. Not a problem. You're and you're entitled to them. And World Air Force, you played as well. World Air Force is like their. Uh, jet fighting sim game um it's okay it i don't you know i don't know how much better it is than ace combat 5 it you know it didn't blow me away really didn't wow you it didn't really wow me and i don't yeah i don't know how many uh systems a jet fighting sim is going to so really move did you move. play anything that wowed you that's i guess it would be the next question from xbox 360 no yes. i have to say i really didn't uh the highlight was the controller it it was nice um but i can't honestly say that out of any of the games that i saw or played that i was like oh my god i can't wait till november uh you know granted they didn't have um they didn't have playable ghost recon on the floor they just had a trailer they uh you know they didn't have project gotham racing they no, just had a trailer you know basically i other than, all those games that we listed, there was I think two other game. There was three other games there that I didn't play. There was a Japanese wrestling game, you know, which looked, you know, like okay. A Japanese wrestling game. It looked like a Japanese wrestling game, and then there was a Japanese role playing game that looked okay, but nothing, you know, nothing really next gen about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was some wacky, cartoony, Japanese game that. I couldn't even really tell what was going on. I didn't play it, but you know, certainly that game did not need to be on Xbox 360. That could that could have been, you know, on PS2 or or Xbox. Gotcha. Well, technically speaking. All in all, what would you grade? A letter, give a letter grade to the Xbox 360's presence at the Tokyo Game Show. Well, their booth was certainly very nice looking, um, and Substance. definitely it was Substance. large, and they've put a lot of effort into it. But in terms of the games on display, you know. C minus. C minus. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, it was it. Like I said, and this is like the most telling thing in my opinion. There was nothing there that that made me excited about Xbox 360. Wow, that's. Uh, Sorry to say it, but that's the truth. Well, you know, it's still early, and there's still time to find out. You know. Yeah. The same we thing we said pop- about the Xbox One. So. We'll yeah. So we'll see. see. We'll wait and see. I think, you know, it just may take some time. I hope. Okay. I now hope. I'm I didn't... being optimistic. I'm optimistic about all the systems today. Right. Even the PlayStation 3. Yeah, Why well, not? PlayStation 3, their, their presence was basically just a big theater. They had a big theater, and they were just showing trailers. Uh, and they had, like, a glass display case with uh, the PS3 inside the case. Um, so you couldn't play anything on the floor, and I'm assuming that you couldn't play anything behind closed doors, but I, I don't know for sure about that. So they were showing like a bunch of trailers. They showed, you know, Grand, uh, the Gran Turismo and uh, Resident Evil 5. But, you know, these are all just movies. Yeah. You know, and they showed Metal Gear, Metal Gear 4. 
Um, but, you know, they're movies, and, you know, the movies look good, but, you know, what does it mean? I mean, I, you know, anybody can, not anybody, but, you know, you can make some CGI movie and say, hey, it's PS3, uh, blah, blah, blah. But it's really, these are really just commercials, and until I see a PS3 hooked up to a TV. Or play it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. The Metal Gear Solid, you know, four trailer. Yeah, it looked cool. I mean, but what is Solid it? Snake is now older. You know, he still looks pretty, you know, badass. So people who are like worried that he's old now and it's going to be weak, you know, trust me, he can kick your ass still. So <laughs> <laughs> don't don't really worry about that. Um, Maybe and your it ass. Co- <laughs> right, my virtual ass. Exactly. Um, Not mine. But, you know, it looked cool, but there was no gameplay footage, really. I mean, it's just movies, so it is what it is. So I don't know how much you can really be excited about PS3 at this point. And you know what? They really don't have to show much because Xbox 360 didn't really, in my opinion, didn't show much that's going to get people excited. So PS3, you know... What about the PS2? What's that? Did they have anything on the PS2? Yeah, they had a they had a big PS2 and and PS3 uh, section. Um, PS2, I got to play Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence, uh, which is got this online mode that I guess is the big selling point. It was sort of like eh, ho hum. I don't know. It didn't, you know. Imagine playing like a third person uh, shooter online game, but you have no like targeting. <laughs> Gotcha. You know, you just sort of have to, like, guess, you know, I don't know. It didn't seem very exciting to me, you know. Maybe somebody who's super into Metal Gear Solid will think it's the best thing ever, but to Not me, it, it just seemed like a mediocre online. It seemed like, you know, like Siphon Filter, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like a sloppy third-person multiplayer game. Well, that's not um, too, uh, too, uh... Too promising, but yeah. people, you know, some people just love Metal Gear Solid Three, and I mean Metal Gear, the Metal Gear Solid series, and you know maybe they'll love this too, but not me. Not you. Um, and they had like Onimusha Three on display, and you know whatever. I mean, uh, rather some other Onimusha game. Not it wasn't Onimusha Three. Onimusha, something of dreams. I already forgot what it was called. Um, but nothing, you know, whatever. It looks so like there's Onimusha. more Onimusha on the way, huh? Yeah. Woohoo. Sounds I good. think it was Onimusha. It was in Japanese. It looked like Onimusha. I'm pretty so sure it, it was. For <laughs> all uh, intents and purposes. <laughs> right. If it wasn't Onimusha, it was some Onimusha-like game. Um, but, you know, nothing on PS2 is going to probably really rock your world there. Um, but they did have some cool PSP games. Um, finally, maybe something to get excited about for you PSP owners who have... I, will, I hope to be able to eat my words and say that the, uh, that the PSP games are awful. <laughs> well, you know, for those of you who are still playing Luminous and thinking that's all you got, it looks like you're going to have a few more uh, quality games coming down the pipeline. Uh, the Probably the most, the one that most people would be interested in is the new Katamari Damacy game. Uh, Boku no Watashi no Katamari Damacy. Um, and I'm pleased to report that it makes the, the uh, PSP jump quite nicely. Um, it looks... Basically, exactly like the graphically, uh, just like the PS2 version. Um, the real question that everybody has is, how does it play? Because you only have one, one, one stick. Yeah, I was going to ask you um, that, and you stole my question. 
Aha. Uh -huh. Well, I'll provide the answer. Uh, you basically use the buttons as the the second stick. You know the. Uh, oh, I don't like that at all. The face buttons. It works surprisingly well, and I think after a few play sessions, it should be pretty natural. Um, so I wouldn't really be too worried about that because even I played one level and on my first chance, you know, I, I cleared it, uh, even you know, not knowing really how to use that the button setup. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. The game looks great. It's got, you know, they had some some cool uh, Katamari music playing. So it definitely brought a smile to my face. Um, and that was, you know, that that's a, a highlight for the PSP. Anything else? And Yeah. Um, the new Winning Eleven uh, game is out for PSP uh, in Japan. Uh, Winning Eleven 9. And I actually bought it. <laughs> that good? Um, it's good. It's real good. I well, mean, it is winning 11, and winning 11 is quality, usually. Yes. It's just, you know, the animations are so smooth, and, you know, obviously the gameplay is, is the real selling point of that series, um, just the realistic gameplay, and everything seems to have made it intact. Um, the sound effects were good. No play-by-play, no -play, uh, unless you had to turn it on, and I couldn't figure out how to do it in the Japanese menus, but it doesn't seem like there's any play-by-play. Um, but it's got like great replays and, and everything. So do you so want to quickly sum up the Tokyo Game Show for us in a in a thirty second soundbite? Yes, I I am gonna. I was a little disappointed overall. Um, the highlight was definitely the Revolution controller um, unveiling. Um, the, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty was disappointing. I think they still really have their work cut out for them in Japan. I think that the People are, were actually really willing to give them a chance and, and are willing to give them a chance. Um, but I don't know if they really made their case to the Japanese uh, gaming audience. Well, there you have it. Yeah, there sounds, it is. Sounds good. Anything you're looking to pick up when you had hit the States again on uh, Monday? Any new games <laughs> coming out? Next week's big week. I know you well, have your actually... eye on uh, attacking the Great Juju Challenge. But, uh... <laughs> I actually, like a couple of days ago, I, I ordered Burnout Revenge to, to my office nice. so, so I could pick it up on the taxi ride home from the airport. I already picked it up. If anyone wants to play online, feel free to PM me. I'd be happy to play Burnout online. I think it's awesome. Yeah, um, I've heard awesome things about it. It is. It's great. And next week, I mean, there's a lot coming out next week other than, than Tack in the, the game. The new X-Men game. New X-Men, X-Men Legends 2. I plan on picking that up also again if yeah, you want to play online. I finished the feel, first one and I know you did too. Feel free to PM too. me. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black. Gaiden. Gaiden. I, I corrected myself. Good. Uh, Good Indigo man. Prophecy. I played the demo for that. and It's actually kind of neat. I don't know if it's a, mm -hmm. if it's a full price game, but uh, when, when I got to be budget. I'll probably pick that up. Marvel Nemesis, cool. multi-platform, coming out next week. Ultimate Spider-Man comes out next week. Mortal Kombat wow. Shaolin Monks comes out next week. Wow, so many games. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. It's a big week next week for uh, wow. for uh, we love Katamari. For those who didn't find it early, next week. Right, right. cool. The new Lots backyard to football. To. Backyard football. You never <laughs> right. know. Someone right. may be looking yeah. forward to that. You Battalion Wars know. comes out next week. Mm -hmm. uh, got good marks on IGN for, uh, you know, whatever that, you know, take that for what it's worth. But got good marks nice. for, you know, and if you love Advance Wars, I'm hoping 
the quality is there of of Advance Wars. Cool. So really big week next week. Right now my my money and by money I mean trade in money is probably going to uh X Men Legends uh two for the uh probably get the Xbox so I can play online with Me all too. you fine cags out there, including Mr. Cheapy D. We'll have a very nice cool team of four I got dibs on Iceman. Oh, I already posted that. That's okay. As long as I don't, have, okay. to, as long as I don't have to play as uh, Cyclops, everybody wins. <laughs> just because he's a jerk. Right. And I think we pretty much got it. That's next week. Cool. All right. Thanks for All listening. Right. Yep. See you next time, guys. Yeah, have fun. Uh, go back to sleep. What is it, 7 a.m. there? Mm, well, now it's 10 to 8. Ah, there you go. Go get some coffee. Or whatever <laughs> okay, they drink man. in Japan. Okay.